0: What's going on, friends? This is Random number 116. I'm Ox. That's Luke over there. And we're going to tell you about the latest and greatest you should be watching or should be avoiding. Um, This week, we watched the final episode of Doom Patrol Season 1. The second, or actually should have been the first episode of Titan Season 2. For the best and worst list, we only have Schindler's list on that one. Um, I believe that's coming from the best list, right?
1: Uh, No, it's definitely in the worst list. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Uh,
0: Then we got the second half of Carnival Row uh, undone, the first four episodes. And then theatrically, we watched Hustlers and the Goldfinch. So uh, did you get everything watched and done for?
1: Yes, all in the span of 24 hours. It's fun,
0: isn't it? It's really fun just cramming all that into the last day worth. Uh, I don't wish that on any man, but since it's you, I'm fine with it.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, it's, it's it's comeuppance for talking all that shit on you last week.
0: <laughs> so wait, so wait, Schindler's List was on the worst list?
1: No, I'm oh, just God. giving you shit that you would even think like number six on the worst list is Schindler's Listen, List.
0: I had no idea going into it. Like I've always just never it's never been any on any of my list because of the subject matter, but like, um. I can see why it made a, the best list, but it's just, yeah, we'll get into it. Um, did you also watch the uh, Jurassic World short that they released the other day?
1: No, Harold I didn't. Was why would it's I?
0: fucking awesome.
1: No, all that shit sucks, and I Listen, hate it all.
0: What they did is the best thing they could do, and they're just like, here's a cool dinosaur video for eight minutes. It's got the dude from uh, High Flying Birds that we loved earlier this year um him and his family are rving or camping out something like that and then a dinosaur attack just takes place next to him and a fucking allosaurus wants their baby it's pretty fucking great
1: yeah sounds dumb as nope, shit. it's
0: super awesome it's like it's actually like six minutes um credits are like a couple of minutes but like that's now they should do it. I don't need to see a two hour dinosaur movie with some bullshit plot. All I want to see is dinosaurs just kicking all kinds of ass. And that's what it gave me. And it's fantastic.
1: I oh, but don't, I don't believe it.
0: Well, go watch it. It's only six minutes and then you'll tell me if you wasted your time or not.
1: I can waste six minutes all other so, way. No,
0: you should waste six minutes doing this. Because I told you to. I <laughs> do not agree. Uh, okay from there uh, let's talk Titans first Um, how'd you feel about the second episode for uh, Titans season 2
1: it was dope as shit (laughs) this is the
0: show I want.
1: it's so good listen
0: when we got the team splitting in half that first episode and I was just like so we aren't gonna get Starfire for probably half a season I'm very adamant about just dropping this show as fast as possible and then the show turned it everything around and it was like, oh, we're still gonna get everybody just doing their own thing kind of and like now they're coming back towards each other and I'm like, fucking I'm all in. Let's fucking party with everybody.
1: <laughs> yes. So great. It's all it's all the good stuff you mm-hmm. want. It's it, I don't know. I mean you get fucking that sweet ass golden lasso getting thrown around and they're beating people up and fucking Dr. Light shows up and he's blowing people up and then fucking Rose Wilson shows up. She's like, I'm missing my eye already. I'm like, I'm into all this. as everything I want. <laughs> and see,
0: this is the great part because you know everything that's going on and I have no fucking clue. Even you mentioning Rose not having her eye, I'm guessing that has significance.
1: It does. Or it did in the books at least.
0: Or do you think they'll get to it or it's just kind of one of those nods that maybe you should go find out on your own?
1: Oh, maybe you should go find out on your own anyway. Just read some fucking sweet ass Teen Titans books, but I'm sure they'll get to it. Um, because I mean, they didn't hide. They didn't take long. You know, by the end of the episode, you find out she's Deathstroke's daughter.
0: Um, so is Deathstroke the Slade that was in the Teen Titans Go movie? They're one and yes. the same. Like that's what I was. Tr- that's they what are. I was having problems with. I was like. These few characters look so similar, and like, oh, they are the same fucking person. It's just they go by different names sometimes. Um, all I, all I can think of now is everybody say "explain" a hundred times because they're trying to give them them gravitas for their movie. So.
1: Yes, yes, it's just a different take on the characters, but yeah, um both Doctor Light and Deathstroke were very like big Teen Titans villains. Nice
0: uh it seems like they're fucking a list villains like with their powers and shit like even from doom patrol standpoint we don't get like big big heavy hitters like this um and it's just weird to see like them going to have to go up against this I-, I was surprised we even got more batman this this episode um and i i'd be surprised if we don't tap into their first run at the Titans, um, since they've been hitting at it heavily this last episode, um, with the prior team and how they fell apart, and whatnot. But yeah, I'm digging it. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: definitely gonna play into like you know, it's what Deathstroke and Captain Light, or Dr. Light and like the shit they dealt with back then and the how it relays into what they're doing now with these new kids. It's smart storytelling nice. or an easy way to grab at least hell yeah and you get fucking you get do- goddamn fucking dove being like fuck you i'm gonna go fucking almost kill methods heads that's what i need to do with my life you junkie piece of shit and hawk's is like shit i don't know what's going on here
0: <laughs> uh also starfire's kidnapped so uh we'll see where that all leads but yeah titan season two kicks off with bang now like I'm disappointed that this was the first episode and we had that mediocre one to start the season with. Now,
1: so but, yeah, I'm all about it. Agree. So all in, give it all. Plus, they're like Roy Harper, and I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna bring Roy in too. Give it, give me it all. Give me all the Teen Titans. Who's
0: Roy Harper?
1: Red Arrow, Speedy.
0: Oh, for Christ's sake! There's too many of these sons of bitches. Um, Have. Not no. Have Robin and Darkwing ever been in the same place at one time?
1: Well, it's Nightwing, not Darkwing. Ah, it's all the
0: same. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a goddamn duck.
1: But yes, like, Dick has existed as Nightwing while all the other Robins were around. Yes. But like,
0: they've teamed up on missions and stuff like that? Or like, they've just known of
1: each other? Oh, they've teamed up. I mean, that's the whole extended Bat Family thing, man.
0: Listen, all I know is the Bat Family is just fodder for Batman. Like they just die instead of him.
1: Not, <laughs> that's actually not true. I mean, Jason was the only, Jason died, but he came back. And Stephanie died, but then it found out she was it was she faked her death. Mm. But like none, you know, Damien died, but then came back. Like they don't actually kill any of them. Um,
0: but this Jason Todd. Isn't he the one that turns into a Red Hood?
1: Yeah, and Jason Todd's a piece of shit. I hate him. Well,
0: then I really enjoy Jason Todd, so we'll just back off a little bit because he's—he's mm, no. what the series needs. Um, yeah, just digging it. Um, I'm I'm disappointed that moving into Doom Troll that now we're done with it for a while. Um, I don't think the second season is slated till next year, so we definitely won't get it this year anyway
1: but good. I'm okay with that. I need a break. That's fair.
0: Uh, this last episode was uh, uh, a kicker. I really enjoyed it. Um, surprised on how it ended or wrapped up considering uh, how it left the the episode prior. Um, it just seemed like Mr. Nobody was in control of everything and then like he just kind of didn't care. Going into this episode, and then like had to wrap it all up for himself and like kind of gets tricked. Um, but it's cool seeing all the characters do their own thing, um, to help combat all this. Um, but yeah, really cool shit.
1: Yeah, and you get fucking Captain Whiskers back,
0: <laughs> Admiral Whiskers.
1: Admiral, sorry, I couldn't remember his rank. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, did we? You know, if you- If you ever want to see a show that, like, the main climactic battle ends where an omniscient narrator talks a giant Taiju-style roach into making out with a rat because he's horny, like, this is the show for you.
0: (laughs) I mean, you couldn't have wrapped it up any better than that. Um, So if that sounds appealing to you, check out fucking Doom Patrol for sure. It's definitely worth... uh, signing up for DZ Universe and just checking out that whole first season. Like, it's just dope as hell. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, jumping from there, let's talk uh, Schindler's List then. Have have you ever seen this prior?
1: No, there's this thing where, like, I stop watching Spielberg movies at a certain point and stay away from, like, his serious stuff. Like, you know, I'd never seen Saving Private Ryan until we watched it earlier on the list either. Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, this is the first time I've seen it too. Um, which Jesus, what a what an intense damn movie! Um,
1: the the first point I'd like to make before we even get to talking about that um, is that this movie came out in 1993, mm-hmm. also known as the same year he did Jurassic Park. He released them both in the same year.
0: Man, now thinking back of it, I. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing the uh, poster hanging in the lobby of the movie theater when I saw Jurassic Park, which is wild to think about.
1: It is nuts.
0: huh? Because, I mean, you couldn't have two more very different films uh, from one director just in the same year, so.
1: Um, Yeah, like most directors jump tones if they need to, like, but to do one back-to-back like that and release them in the same year is just fucking nuts. Mm That's
0: crazy. So, did you like the movie?
1: I don't think so. I think I respect it, and I understand what it's trying to say, but it's the same as, like, Private Ryan or Life is Beautiful, where it's just, like, I get so much of these atrocities, like, in these horrible hate and anger and all this shit in the world every day by watching the news that, like, I don't entertainment, yeah. I think. Yeah,
0: I, I I think I made it halfway through the movie, and I felt like this is where we were both going to fall on this. And, like, it's good. Uh, it's shot well and, like, everything like that. But, like, I just – just not on board with seeing these atrocities. Like, we witnessed them growing up through and like we were taught it all in school and everything and like um i even retweeted that one the other day where um you have these kids growing up and they're sold on this belief that maybe not everything is true that they've been showing and um the one kid was like how do we know this is even true and like the teacher left class and brought back like just this documentary on Auschwitz and like that shit's awful to see and realistically how it was everything was done and handled and like these genocide of those people like it's just fucking awful to witness and like I guess it's necessary to shut up those naysayers but like in the on the other hand like this just brutal shit of human history like And it's
1: awful. Um... Like, and i the one thing that kind of took me out of it was like, I get that Nazis are evil and awful and I don't need that sold to me. I've already bought into that concept. So even though it could be a hundred percent accurate to the people who survived it and they talked like fines character just comes off as comically evil to me in this movie. Like, He's just literally just sitting on his veranda, smoking a cigarette, shooting these people or the scene where like the kid can't clean his bathtub well enough. So he kills him. Like, it just seems so over the top that it kind of took me out of it.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I think that was done. I mean, obviously done with purpose. But um, the thing I was grappling with so much during this movie is like how much of a shitbag Liam Neeson is at the beginning of the movie. And, like, it seems like he learns how to be a better person throughout. And I'm I'm assuming that's the narrative. But, like, it has that very Legion-esque vibe where the first two seasons we see how awful he can be and, like, how can a person redeem himself after that? And, like, even though he saved these i don't know 1500 people or whatever um he still did really terrible things but also that was just the makeup of the world at that point like it's hard to yeah. i don't know
1: and and that's kind of what i do like about the movie is that there is no like it doesn't seem like it's arced out or you actually see it's all internalized like, cause we don't know why that guy did this or, you know, like you see him as he is at the beginning and there is a point where he decides to turn, but you don't get his full motivation. You just see him as a living person making this decision. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's very ambiguous to, as his reasoning behind everything. And like, I, I like to think that he had the intention of the of doing this halfway through, but like, I don't know. Also, being a, a a grown adult, like knowing the life choices I made were shitty ten years ago, like it's it seems realistic to a way a person grows and evolves and makes better decisions, but also. I can't just imagine the the world that they were living in uh, because of all these atrocities and shit. Like, I think this is the first visualization you kind of see of Crystal Knock and like, yeah. So much of this film is so difficult to see, um, and then like, it's mostly black and white, and then you get that little bit of color with the uh, girl in the red coat and whatnot. But like. Damn, what a tough movie for three, nearly three and a half hours. But yeah, damn. Um, there were some really cool moments. Um, the uh, the rocks on the grave. Um, I didn't realize that was. It was kind of a. It's a biblical tradition, but more on the Jewish side, where uh, you leave a rock on a gravestone for people to know that they were there. Um, because rocks are more permanent than flowers and whatnot. Um, so I, I looked that up after seeing the movie. And, like, it was actually Liam Neeson that uh, laid the roses on Oscar's grave, which was kind of a sweet moment um, because, like, these were the actors that did all this stuff and and played these roles of these people that really lost their lives and really were were struggling for all that. And, like, to... To see what Liam Neeson's done beyond this, and like this was twenty five years ago, like this is kind of where he started out from. Like, it's just a ridiculous sentiment to the caliber of character that he's grown to be. So, and then you see, mm. and then you see the awful choices he makes with commuter and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, yes. So. But yeah, uh, I think it. I I appreciate having watched it but I don't think I'll ever see it again. Um,
1: yeah, I, I'm never in the mood to just be like, let's watch a movie about concentration camps. But no, saying that, you.
0: like, I know a couple people that, like, actually enjoy watching this movie for the catharticness of it. Um, and I guess I see why now, but, like, I don't know if that would ever be me for sure. Um, I just am not down for seeing... I guess World War One or World War Two stories just because the atrocities that were uh, done to humans, so yeah, I don't know. It, I, I guess it's worth seeing once, but I don't think I could sell anybody else on it more than that, so. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad we're doing these lists and making me watch things like this from time to time, so. <laughs> occasionally. You're okay. Yeah, occasionally, so. Uh, jumping from there, uh, let's talk shows and let's start with the wrapping up of Carnival Row, the eight episodes. What'd you think of that? In Or, in Legolas and uh, Cara Divine,
1: <laughs> it was better than the first half. Um, I felt the first half was too kind of languid and it just kind of meandered all over. And it had some more focus in the back half, which really helped it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flaws we discussed last week are still omnipresent uh, they don't get any better at stuff and they also add in some like more weird plot lines where all of a sudden there's like some weird religious cults for no reason except for a plot device essentially to get to the stabbing yeah um but it was also one of those things where like for the majority of as soon as the mother was started talking about. Uh, her son needing a prophecy. I was like, oh, I now know everything. Got it. Jared Harris is really his father. She's trying to kill him to make sure it's her son. Cool. It was just kind of waiting for that to get to that part. Because mm-hmm. you also, you don't cast Jared Harris as a nothing role as a chancellor. You got to get him some meat there at the end. Yeah, I think
0: going into these uh, last, the, the back half, I was like, I remember him being so well in terror and like, I don't understand why that little plot is off to the side. And, like, I think halfway through that fifth episode, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it all. And I, I, I grasp what they're throwing down now. Um,
1: yeah, and I think that was because I believe this was originally a treatment for a movie. They were trying to make it. So you can see they maybe they were stretching mm-hmm. things. And that's why it doesn't quite play over eight episodes. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Um, I, I was good with it. I, I, like you said, I enjoyed it a lot better than the first half. Um, when it got focused on Legolas and like it comes back and like he was the reason that these people are getting killed I was like oh shit now there's an intriguing mystery that now I'm I'm much more into it and want to find this out and like he goes places I didn't I wasn't expecting it and then the fucking last episode I was like fine with everything I was like I'm cool with it let's bring it back for a second and then like ninth episode or eighth episode they're like oh also all this incest and I was like you know what fuck this show (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not okay with uh, shows being nonchalant about incest and like I get it it happened in the past whatever Europe and whatnot. but like we just don't need to show that like that plot device just doesn't work play well in these times so I don't know
1: yeah. It plays for some people. It's just... I'm fairly certain that's that number one generator of porn content is so shit. So somebody's into it's it. It's
0: too weird. It's so weird to placate just such a a niche group of people, so I
1: don't know. I don't think it's meant to placate. I, I think it's meant to be a one it's meant as a reveal. Yeah. And also, you know, it's the same as like like they say they're building a dynasty, and that's how they did that back yeah. then. You know, it was not uncommon.
0: Yeah, I suppose. But, yeah, I don't know. Just too weird for me. Um It was cool seeing, like, when you think back, like, when you get to the end of it, like, um, before Isling was actually killed, she got to see a picture of her son grown up. And, like, just thinking back on that, like, those cool little moments that you kind of missed along the way Uh, but yeah really uh, really dug the whole mystery side of that and like I could see where they go with the second one and obviously the rivalry between brothers and like if Legolas stepped forward wouldn't he be the chancellor at this point until whatever uh, ending uh, whenever their uh, thing is up
1: I don't know because I don't really technically understand how that body of government's supposed to work. So, well, I believe
0: they were saying that since uh, their heir uh, fills in the place for them until their the elections come around. So, with him not being the sole heir, Legolas obviously was the first born, so he would take that spot, and then the other two would be uh, the opposition, obviously. So it'd be interesting to see how, I mean, obviously Legos, Legolas would bring all this um, different policies to bring Faye more into the fold, I suppose, but uh, I don't know. I don't think I'd be on board for a season two, for sure, but I, I enjoyed the look of it and everything like that, and, like this fun little mystery for eight episodes, but I don't think I'd go for it any further. Like I could definitely see this being a Netflix series and like dropping four more episodes and just be like, you know what, I'm tired. <laughs> I've I've got the story I needed, so it's whatever.
1: Plus, there was a lack of a like, I needed to understand more. Does Mr. Agreis have a giant horse stick? That's what I need to know. <laughs>
0: I like that we're like I'm not I'm I'm totally uncomfortable with incest thing. He's like, so bestiality though, like it's whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Because the show makes a very good point of showing that like from the waist down, dude's a horse. So like, I need to know. (laughs) Because if that's true, she took it pretty easy.
0: (laughs) I I have nothing. That's. That's, that's your question, for sure. Ooh. <laughs> so, from there, uh, talking about Undone on Amazon. Just dropped this last week. Uh, how'd you like that?
1: Good. Uh, I only wanted to watch one episode, and somebody had to be a son of a bitch to make me watch the four, but... They were
0: 22-minute episodes. I was like, I was ready to just knock the whole thing out. Um, this is quintessential just binge-worthy show. Like, I feel like you're gonna lose a lot if you don't watch it back-to-back because, like... It's taking this concept and just twisting it and contorting it so fucking hard. Um, You got Saul from Breaking Bad as the dad that died 15, 16 years ago, whatever. Um, I really don't enjoy the rotoscope vantage point. Like, I just... It just doesn't meld with me at all. Um, I'm glad the story is intriguing enough to make me want to go through the whole thing. Um, It really takes this story that we saw in Castle Rock with the mom. Like, she's vamping through time, essentially. Um, And, like, this girl is, too, trying to solve her dad's murder and, like, get a grasp on reality for the most part. Because it seems like she's going down this path that her grandma did and, like, losing her mind and shit like that, so... Yeah, I think it's a really cool concept, and the story's really well done. Um, to this point, I'm really excited to get through this back half, so...
1: Yeah, but I don't think the story works without the rotoscoping.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Uh, I mean, it could be animated, but definitely want to be able to be well, live-action for the most part, so...
1: Like animated can work, but like there's a level of detail in the the actual emotional reactions in the people's faces that you get from rotoscoping that does I never quite felt with animation.
0: Yeah, it, it's this really weird tangential because like I feel like this is where the limit where you wanna go with like animation whatever and like this is the limit where I don't want to go. So it's this really strange <laughs> line in the sand. Um, but I totally understand what you're saying. Um, and also,
1: like at this point, I'm not actually sure what that lead actress looks like because I've only seen her in fully altered forms like this.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Between this and her giant fucking fake ass eyes and Alita, I'm like, what do you actually who look it like?
0: Was. I didn't look it up but I was like haven't we seen her this year? Um yeah, that totally makes sense now. Um but speaking like when the show starts out that first episode everything's very um sparse. And like there's there's a lot of open space like on walls and shit and it it to me it felt very lazy um and then as you progress in the episodes like shit starts getting filled in more and like i think that's done on purpose i think we're gonna find out in these next four episodes like but it could also be a thing where they were just doing that plot or pilot to uh see if they'd get picked up for the whole the whole run whatever and it just might be just differently uh done for like from pilot to the actual series, self.
1: So. Well, I think I mean for the most part, I think rotoscoping they work the same way as green screening, where like it's not all there. Hmm. So they're probably in a room with some chairs and the actor. Like, there's probably nothing on the walls. They didn't fill that out.
0: Oh, I see. The rotoscoping aspect just doesn't make sense to me because I figure it's just a uh, filter like like they're they're doing all this live action and they just filter it. So I don't know. It blows my mind just thinking about it a little bit more. Because isn't this almost like it feels like this is the same technology they did with uh into the Spider-Verse? But then they took it further with their animation style.
1: Mm. So I don't know. You can look up some dope things. Yeah. It's interesting. As a concept. Mm
0: -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose. I'll check into it a little bit more. But uh, from there, I suppose let's talk uh, theatricals. And let's start with Hustlers, because I know you really enjoyed this one.
1: How could you not? It's so much fun.
0: Dude, this show, this movie was trash. 100% trash.
1: Oh my god. You're such a fucking piece of shit. You're a liar if
0: you really enjoy this. How did you not? Hold on a
1: second. Did you enjoy this movie? Are we talking about the goldfinch? Because that's a big pile of shit. Did you enjoy Hustlers? Yeah, it's really good.
0: Huh. I'll be damned. I really felt like we were going to be on the same page. We're definitely on different pages for both of these, I suppose. So, uh... What'd you like
1: about Hustlers? <laughs> uh everything. Uh it's it's just well made all the way around. It's pop fun. Um but it's also got the kind of uh I know it seems lazy, but since we just watched it a couple weeks ago, it feels like Goodfellas. It's about this person trying to get into this group and how what they do for each other brings them down. This man, this family built around crime, but doing it to try to survive, but it goes beyond that to the greed, the idea of money, and how it's this sex object that they need.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. No, I see where you're coming from. Um, for me, a lot of it just started falling apart to the wayside. Like It started out being focused on the one and then switched kind of to J-Lo and then like at some point it just diverged from both of them and just, I don't know. It just got too messy and convoluted for myself. Um, and then I saw all the back-end stuff like jlo uh paid strippers three hundred bucks to split like a few different ways to like essentially interview them in the strip club uh over an evening and whatnot and like the press she got for doing this four minute routine and like uh, the threads that I've seen of like all these other strippers is like well, that'd be a dream world to live in where you only have to do a four minute set because most of mine are either. Ten, 15 a half hour sets and it's like well that makes more sense but like i understand what they did for the movie and whatnot but like i don't know this movie just i don't know
1: but mm. I, I think it's i think it's weird to try and attack the authenticity of it because like what movie would there be if we had to watch her dance for 20 yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. to make it real? Like, yeah, you know, know like
0: i get that um I don't know. Like halfway, it just felt like it. Hmm. I guess I was putting it up there with kitchen, and I figured like these these women had a plan, and like they knew. And then like I don't know. It just seems like some of the things don't line up. Like when they're making a thousand bucks a night, but they're also living in a in New York, where it's like the cost of living is just exorbitant exorbitant and like i don't know is she paying for her own place and her mother's place and like i don't know a lot of this stuff just didn't work for me and like i don't know maybe i just need to see it again uh through your eyes like i i understand all the points you're making um i don't know it just didn't work for me the first time i saw so
1: yeah it no it's good i think uh everyone's really strong there's Across the board, the performances are all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I like the idea that it is a movie led by women, directed by women, written by women, and it still allows the women to be sexy without objectifying it. Like at no point is there the lingering male gaze hmm. in this film.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I guess compared to Widows, that was really good last year. Um... That makes a lot of sense. Like, these are kind of just both, like, these crime-heisty movies. Because um, uh, Widows was a uh, woman-written, directed too, wasn't it?
1: Uh, no, Jillian uh, Flynn co-wrote it, but uh Steve McQueen directed it. Oh, okay,
0: it. yeah, that's right.
1: Um, but again, that's another movie where, like, it is good to see a different vantage point of it. You know, instead of, like, look at something like these mob movies where these guys get the money and they're going out and buying strippers and, you know, apartments for their, you know, their woman on the side, you know, like that's what Hank Hill spent all his money on and good right. Mm-hmm. He's throwing around on booze and drugs and women. And then you see this side of the film where like these people are getting women or these women are getting money. And what are they doing with it? They're helping each other. They're taking care of their kids. Like it's, that you know j-lo has that line at the end of the movie where you know she's like the whole country is a strip club and we're all just dancing you know it's everyone's trying to make money and get beyond where they need to be Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. and yeah i guess i didn't really uh see the good good phone angle too so like taking that in with uh this movie now makes a little bit more sense um i think it's coming around here next week so I don't know. I might give it another uh, run through and see if I see it a little bit better through your eyes and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, it was all right, I suppose. Um, I don't think I have any- Do you have anything else for hustlers?
1: No, I want to hear you try and defend Goldfinch.
0: I really enjoyed Goldfinch, and I'm pretty sure you really hated it, didn't you?
1: It's such a piece of shit. It's so bad. <laughs>
0: Why did you hate it so much?
1: Everything about it is hollow and fake and there's nothing below the surface. This is just a movie that looks good. That's all there is to it.
0: Uh, no, I I agree with you 100%. I think the uh, the storytelling I enjoy quite a bit is where it all folds in on itself. Um,
1: I think you lose any amount of... like. There's no introspection to any of it. It's a series of events that happen. And since you jump all over around in time for no particular reason, none of it ever ends up like resonating. Hmm. Excuse me. Plus I have no sense of chronological, not only chronological, but actual spatial time in this film. When I'm like, how long was he living with Nicole Kidman and her family? Like a week a year? Like I have no fucking idea who was paying for his mother's apartment while he was living there.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, th- no, a lot of that makes sense. Um, I think in the movie they said that there that they'd been with them for like six or seven months or so. Um,
1: I if it was I didn't catch it maybe because it was so interminably boring.
0: That's fair. Um,
1: oh my god, it's a whole movie about just like oh man, look at my sweet suit as I live in New York and do drugs. And it's like, fuck off. This isn't cool. It's fucking a shallow sheen over everything. Oh, what's that? Fucking goddamn Stranger Things is gonna pop up with the fucking worst accent I've ever heard in, like, ten years? And just, oh, I fucking hate (laughs) everything about it.
0: Uh, No, I'm actually on board with everything you're saying. Um, I think I appreciate the concept and what they're trying to do with it. Like, as a whole, I don't think the movie worked very well. Uh, I think the concept's an interesting one. I think it could be d- done better down the road. I think we'll see that, and that, I think we'll come back to this again, but, like,
1: um... Like, when they got to the point at the end when, like, fucking Jeffrey rides yelling at him, he's just like, you know, this is, you know, the story of that painting, and There was a freak bombing and the painting survived and it needs to be out in the world and it's for everybody. And you're like, oh, the boy is the painting. Fuck off movie. No one cares.
0: Oh, I never made that connection. And now I see why you're so upset with this movie. Trying to say
1: 20 different things, not coherently. Um, Oh, and then like when when all of a sudden it turns into like fucking... Drug running for no reason, <laughs> and we're like running abroad to do fucking crimes. And then his childhood friend, who was obviously in love with him, like gets shot, and then he murders a guy, and he's just like, "Not gonna check on my friend. I'm just gonna leave." And then he went, he, I was like, you didn't even, "Morris wasn't making a noise. You didn't check to see if he was okay. You just fucking left him there." Listen,
0: I don't know if you ever killed anybody, but. A lot of things go out the window as soon as you do, and you just can then, like, <laughs> very there's, much consider there's, like, suicide. At that point.
1: <laughs> there's, there's awful, goddamn, like voiceover, and she's like, "Yo, we've all done terrible things." But, I was like, "No, motherfucker, you murdered someone. This, <laughs> this isn't. I kissed the guy I liked in high school, even though I was engaged to you. You murdered a man."
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, um. I, when I was saying I was excited to see this movie, that was only placated by the point that you really weren't looking forward to it. I had no knowledge of this movie going into it.
1: Um, all, it does kind of make me want to like read the book, because the book won a goddamn Pulitzer, and I'm like, what did they fuck up in the translation? Yeah, no, no, no. What, no. no. Like,
0: all the reviews I'm I've seen for it are exactly what you're saying. Or people that have read the book, they're like it's so sh- it's so hollow from what it was so uh, it really makes me interested to check out uh, actually read the book and see what what all went down because i don't think the director was able to capture what he needed to for uh what they were trying to to figure out so
1: yeah. you know books are a lot more internalized like there's a thing like not everything Can jump mediums nor should it Uh, and I think there probably is a lot of lost in translation due to like internalization and him describing what's going on and how it makes him feel but like at this point fucking Baby Driver just shows up and he's just a fucking blank slate in the suit and I'm like get that get out of here I'm sick of (laughs) your face you have nothing
0: I I just hate it because um, I really enjoy uh, Baby Driver as an actor um, from uh, Fault in Our Stars, like just enjoy him. Like Baby Driver was the first. Like I don't think he. This works well, and like this was like I saw he was the lead role, and I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. But like at this point, it's like I don't know. You're you're on notice, so maybe I don't enjoy you as much as I think I do. But um, there were a couple of cool moments that I did see in the film um the the when he's getting talked down to about the painting and everything and like he has those excuses like he was in this bombing and just his friend told him to grab the painting and whatnot like he had all these excuses to lean back on and he just like shut up and took it because he know he he knew he was in the wrong at this point and has been for 15 years at this point whatever um and then the the scene from the diner when he meets Pippa and, like, Pippa, let's be together. And she's like, that sounds great in a fairy tale. And, like, we're terrible for each other. And this just isn't going to work. And, like, seeing that in more stories needs to happen. Um, because toxic people aren't good for each other. And it's clear that these two would ruin each other. But, um, yeah all all everything you're saying makes a lot of sense, and like just kind of a miss, but kind of intrigues me to check out the book though
1: and not only a miss but like a fucking two and a half hour miss,
0: <laughs> yeah, yep thinking back on that, it's like oh man, it was a it was a real miss though so. um
1: yeah, but it is Roger deacons though, so like it looks good but Oh, man. I was just what else, 20 minutes in. I was what bored. else has he done? Mm, Roger Deakins is the DOP, man. The cinematographer, not the director. But look it up. Any movie that you think has looked good, Roger Deakins shot it and didn't win an Oscar for it. Oh,
0: it. I'll check in. Okay. Um, so then, what are we doing for next week? Uh,
1: unfortunately, it's Rambo. Week.
0: Uh, it's also Ad Astra week. So. Yeah, no
1: yes uh so we got those two theatrically um we'll finish on done titans 2 or 3 and um there's a netflix show limited series called Unbelievable.
0: i, I was I-, I was just gonna ask you because it's got colette and then the, in the uh, chick from Booksmart, and i was like yeah I'm, I'm in uh i've seen a few things on it uh there's a few advisories out there and whatnot um so, uh, just go into it knowing all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, sounds good. I-, I also wanted to toss this out. Do you want to start another one in, in place of Doom Patrol, considering we're done with that, like Legion?
1: Um, I don't know. I haven't decided yet, because we're also getting ready to go into October, which is spooky months. Mm,
0: I, was, I was thinking we got Legion, Terror, and, uh, like, in October, I think we have Into the Tall Grass and uh, Living With Yourself. Looks awesome. <laughs>
1: the fucking Into the Tall Grass? Uh,
0: it's supposed to be some horror movie for Netflix. I don't know if it's a series or just a movie, but it comes out the fourth, I think, in like a couple weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. I also heard there's a Netflix show called I Land.
0: Uh, yeah, I've, <laughs> and I wanna... I've heard it's like lost. I'm down to check half of it out if you want to
1: we'll get to all this shit eventually um, did you see they announced uh, Mr. Robot's doing a Battlestar Galactica show for the new NBC streaming service uh,
0: I did see that and I'm very intrigued and apprehensive which I'm sure all the Battlestar Galactica fans are but like considering he's done rave reviews for Mr. Robot I'm like eh, i give it a check Andy did
1: homecoming which i really was into oh, the nice.
0: Um but i, I believe he said that it's not actually the galactica universe it's, it's well, like he it's said it, he,
1: No, he said it's not a reboot but it takes the mythology from BSG and tells a story within oh,
0: it. Oh okay. Nice. And i mean there's plenty of holes along the way that there's plenty of room for all of it so yeah, i'm i'm interested. For sure. Uh, it's it's really weird to see all these uh, streaming service like getting all this headway now, and like we're moving from a place where everybody's untethering from cable plans, and now we're gonna just be inundated by all these streaming services, and like none of them are gonna cross over. I guess who has a a plan that's coming out with Disney Plus and everything like that, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if. Uh, DC Universe survives considering I think HBO Max is taking on a good amount. I've seen a lot of things with Doom Patrol season two probably being streamed on HBO Max. So I don't
1: know. I'm cool with HBO Max taking it as long as they leave me my comic books.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. And like it works well enough. So I hope they leave them both up and just. Raking the money from both of them, that's fine.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's right.
0: so I suppose that's next week. Uh, do you have a best and worst list?
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, uh twelve Angry Men and Birdemic.
0: Well, uh,
1: they're both on Prime.
0: Well, that's interesting.
1: So, yeah, watch all that stuff.
0: We'll bring it back next week, and we'll talk about it all. Uh, peace, pineapple, and all that good stuff later.